All right. Well, it's been three years, and uh, it's over. This is the last show I'm ever doing. So, congratulations, Sam. You got what you wanted. No, the world got what they wanted. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back. Samuel, happy anniversary, my friend. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for being on here again, as usual, for the... uh, It's hard to believe. I feel like the last time we did this, which was a year ago in January, as normal, we... It really didn't seem like a year went by, bro. Like, it just... It's been so fast. Yeah. Like, I'm no, actually shocked. A lot of things have happened, though. I know. I know, bro. It's crazy. Um, you've been, like, obviously, you're gone now. You're in a completely different place. Yeah, so, I'm in I miss you, play. months. Why don't you stop moving, almost, okay? Almost six months we've been in Kenya. Kenya? <laughs> in Kenya? Yeah. A lot of people running around. Yeah. <laughs> And they're surprised the white boys got legs too. Yo. <laughs> oh gosh. What um <clears throat> I think probably the first thing that I want to talk about is like what has it been like since you've been gone? Like what do you miss? What do you not miss? Um You know, you're in a completely different area now, so it's like it's I miss my family. Big change. That's like a huge change. I come from a pretty close-knit family. You do not. So, you don't like your sisters uh, at all. Like my sisters and my brother-in-laws whenever I want. That's that's probably the biggest change. But True it's best. not bad. True it's not best. bad. I'm really enjoying life down here. Money's a lot better. Yeah. Everything goes a little bit further. Well, you know, when you're, actually, when you're actually good at what you do, you know, like you are, it's like they want someone who is more reliable and skilled to stay on that team yeah it's funny that there's really not a lot of uh good tradesmen down here at all actually it's a huge problem like across the board like plumbers electricians all that really it you actually have you know if you're if you're at least decent you can make a really good living down here yeah everyone is looking no i bet i mean i bet it's crazy like i i feel like that the workers at UPS or whatever, I feel like, or the people who are good at their trades are really wanted in most places, but they just can't find anybody that's actually reliable these days. It's absolutely ridiculous. There's probably 15 help wanted signs around Keene in general, like just in general, you know, like all the stores in Keene. Yeah, seriously. It's not like it just for food preparation. I'm serious. I wish I was kidding you. This is really true that, Nobody can find anybody that's actually reliable and wants to work. It's really amazing to see how yeah. dead it actually is in town. It's good news for everyone that does work hard, though. That's true. <laughs> hey, would you want to put your headphones in? Do you think that would? It's, yeah, I mean, it's totally up to you. I okay. can go grab them. Okay, I think you should because yeah. you're, you're kind of cutting in and out, and I don't want the audience to be pissed that they can't hear your beautiful voice. I don't think they'll be upset. 
Okay. I'm going to keep talking to the audience while you're gone. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm here. So. Yeah. <laughs> are those your construction headphones? <laughs> Actually, yeah. That's so dope. I can just see you we'll walking see. around a project with those things on. Just like. Doing noise canceling. Can't hear anything. Those are dope. I love those. And I don't have them on. Saw is so loud. Like my ears start ringing. These are perfect. I think about how far technology's come. Like, I mean, you and I have had different sorts of headphones for years, but I mean, I don't think it's ever gotten to the point where it is now. Because, my God, we had earbuds that would hurt. Obviously. Like, really, really hurt when we put it every, in our every ears. Improving. Every year, things improve. He, so obviously it's never been where it is. I'm happy. I mean, I'm not complaining. I mean, I I love I love that my headphones like these things are so comfortable. I mean, Mason got me these yeah. uh, for my computer or whatever for Xbox when we all had Xbox. Do you like do you play Xbox anymore? Like do you ever get on there and and use it? Um, no. Oh, you always you always had PlayStation, didn't you? I'm PlayStation anyways, but Right, right. Yeah, it's very rare. Dude, it's so weird. Like I there was a time where you couldn't get me off Xbox. It was my thing. Like I always loved yeah. getting on late at night, playing with my friends and stuff like that. It was just a thing that everybody did. You know? Yeah. No, honestly, like uh, maybe like an hour or two a week. That's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Oh look, the dog's here. The dog's here. This is Lucy. And and Emma. This this is my the newest addition of the family. How is it? Uh, has it been busy with a dog, or like, what? You have to get oh, up yeah, early in the morning idea. and everything. No, I don't. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it. you would have no idea. It's super busy. But I did. Hey, buddy, how you doing? He can't. He can't. Hey, buddy, how you doing? <laughs> I did have a dog in '97, by the way, Mister No. I know everything about everything. 97, 98, I had a dog, and then she ended up, she had, uh, her name was Kimba, Kimba. She ended up pa- passing away from cancer, but yes, I did have an animal, and then I had a cat. So yes, I do have an idea of how a pet works. Had. No, she's still with us. Cat's still around. Oh, I thought, I thought she's going under the night. That's what I thought too, but I guess my mother has been sick as of late. So, uh, she hasn't gotten the chance so, to, to do that, but going under the knife. it's so it sucks, bro. I mean, any animal, that's why I don't get a pet. You know, it's like, it, there's no reason for me. Why would I get a pet? Yeah, for sure. Just to be disappointed. <laughs> no, it's true. Cause it's like, you get so attached and then, you know, 10, 15 years go by and it's like, that's what sucks. Part of, part of your life disappears. Yeah. That's what sucks. It's like, I, and I, I get, I would get attached. Like I'm that type of guy where I would get really, really attached to my animal. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe down the line, if I get married or something like that, and my wife wants it, then it would be a different story. But I mean, even yeah. then, even then, it's like, oh my gosh, is this really a, a right thing to do? Should I get, a, <laughs> should I get a pet in order to cry seven years later? <laughs> you know, they're gonna die anyway, so you might as well enjoy them while they're alive. That's true. That's true. I mean, it's not like they're made to order. 
they're already they're already existing when you decide to get it <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh well i mean uh, the joy that it gives you definitely outweighs the the pain of when they disappear you know? are there are a lot of dog parks near your place or like are there yeah there's there's one dog park like right in our complex here really but in the complex yeah yeah there's like five buildings around a clubhouse and then right off the clubhouse is like a huge dog park I was going to ask you, when you moved into your spot, was it, like, secluded, or are there other... Is it close to town? Like, how big is your facility? It's right in town. It's right in town. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a huge... Like, everything is new construction. Um, Like, James, when he was living here, he was living, like, five minutes away. Oh. Oh. It's just everything is just blown up here um there's all these like strip malls too like really close by gotcha um yeah every, everything's really close it's crazy to me oh, because, yeah. sorry what am i holding on oh. for um, my wife is playing with my keys oh <laughs> what, what are you <laughs> take... sorry i just want to take the truck for a joyride <laughs> yeah. she wants to take the taco for a joyride bro. <laughs> yeah i don't Oh, she's, she took my uh, key fob because I have hers in my pocket. That's what was going on. <laughs> i never forget. I don't think we've ever told this story on the podcast, but we're about to. It, it was oh, one. It, it's one of our favorite stories for sure. It was one of like the last uh, few times we hung out while you were living here. We took your truck to go get takeout. And... Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget. You tell him what happened. We pulled into the restaurant, whatever, and you had to call, right? Like you had to actually call when you were in the parking lot, or you could have probably yeah, just walked in. You and me, you and me got takeout food at like ninety nine <laughs> or something, or whatever was closest to you. Is this is this the Yotaka? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you came to hang out. Yeah. And I was, and, and you came, and you were just hungry. Yes. And I was like, all right, well, I already ate, so what do you want? You're the only one that got food here, and you're like, I want Outback Steakhouse <laughs> to take home. Who does that? You didn't get, you didn't get food? I thought you got food, too. I I, no, I didn't get any food. <laughs> and, then, and then, so, yeah, you, you put the order in. I'm the we worst drive out to Outback. We're waiting in the parking lot, and then you call. Once you pull into the parking spot, you, you call with the you know badge number of whatever your parking spot is. You're like, yeah, we're in a taco truck. <laughs> so confused. <laughs> like the first thing that came out of my mouth is just like, yeah, we're in a ta- yeah, taco truck. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a uh, badge number. We're just in a taco truck. <laughs> and the best part, though, is that you doubled down when she was like, what? <laughs> she had no idea what hit her. She's oh, wow. like, she's like, this guy's a moron. That's too good. <laughs> this guy, this time. guy See, has. That was like three years ago. That was a long time. Ago. Was it really three years ago? That was a long time ago. My gosh, it seems like. I mean, I think you were coming over to do the podcast. This is like when you first started the podcast. Really? It was. Wow, I had to. I mean, I had to go back and listen to some old tapes that I got, or you know, audio files, and it's just like, I mean, first of all, I think these three years. I'll ask you that same question. Do you think like these last three years, basically in the pandemic, has flown by, like even faster than normal? You know what I'm saying? It's like it just seems like it's weird to think we're in 2023. Yo, so weird. 
don't know. I mean, we've all seen the posts on Instagram. That's like, we're still trying to process 2019. Yeah, honestly. I mean, I, I look at some stuff that, I mean, I put the belief EP out in 2020 and I was like, that was three years ago. Really? Three years. Like it it makes no sense. Um, But I mean, I'm cool with it. I'll get over it. That CD must have so much dust on it. I never put out a CD. I never put out the CD. It was on, uh, well, DistroKid helped me out a lot, which is like that streaming company where you literally pay 20 bucks a year, a year to have your music out on every platform, dude. It's like Apple, Spotify, Google Play. It's out there on everything. Like that's, that's super dope. I mean, you know, you don't make so much money on it. Like you make something, but it's not anything astronomical, obviously, you know, it depends on how many 20 bucks back. For sure. Oh yeah, for sure. But I mean, it depends on how many like downloads you have or whatever. You know, I think it's basically who is listening to your music. Yeah. But I mean, how's your podcast? Good, man. Good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I still make money from that. Uh, I mean, I got, I got a few things in the works. Like, I mean, this documentary that I'm doing is basically like a timeline of my history of music uh and the ending is going to be the podcast like what i'm doing now you know what i mean like it's yeah because really i mean you know me bro i have a hard time sitting still in general you know and just yeah i think this this whole platform for me has been such a big deal because it's giving me something to do entertainment wise you know because i'm not in the band anymore and i have this to uh to go back and do like memories basically because i never i never wanted to make money like if it happened it'd be great but i mean i don't care it's like i did it because it's it's something to go back and and check out you know what i mean like especially the stories and the people that i've had on i mean steve simone called me last night one of the one of the famous comedians i had on my show just called me up just to check in last night he called and i'm like i can't believe steve simone's calling me like i'm so (laughs) like this this podcast you know who would have thought i mean steve simone (laughs) mini joe mike chaprari from sjc drums chad and Corey from the smash brothers who opened for ralphie may i mean it's who would have thought bro the amount of people that i've had on here i never would have thought you know, just a small thing, but it's it's really been a freaking ride, and I I gotta thank you too for even you know having. I have nothing to do with it. You gave me the push. You know, I never would have con- I never would have started this thing on my own, but you gave me the push, and now here we are. You're the one that kept running with us. I like it. I like it. Now a you're lot. wasting your time talking to me. Yeah, well, you know, I feel bad for you. I really do. Thank you. I'm glad someone does. What was your, what, I mean, I guess I got to go back to the original question. Like, what do you actually miss about being in Massachusetts? Besides, I know that you miss the calzones, as do I, but uh, what's, what's one of the big things that you miss about, about being up here? Obviously, obviously like. You miss your family. Right. I mean, people you grew up around that you used to see all the time, the, uh, the process of life that you got used to. Your, your whole right. adult life. The whole routine. The routine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 
had to figure out a different routine as soon as we moved down here. And I mean, luckily, I, I don't know, stars aligned for me as soon as we moved down here. But no, I, I miss snowboarding. You know, yeah. I miss, I miss the cooler days too. It is pretty hot down here, especially, mm-hmm. especially in like August. It was really hot. Yeah. Um, yeah I was drinking like two gallons of water just to stay hydrated. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I miss my buddy Sean. Um, I don't know, just just the, the normal life. When you, know? you when you guys were working together, not to detract from that question I just asked you, but when you guys were working together, your ethic, like how how quickly could you guys get a job done? Just for, so people understand how much you guys, uh, how much time you guys really put into your jobs, you know. Yeah, we used to just blow trim out, you know. We used to go into, you know, if we could blow out a two-bedroom, two-bathroom uh, condo in a day. That's so you know, amazing. Everything. That's Back actually doors, nuts. Crown, yeah, you know, like every, all of it. Um, do it in a day. We used to blow out these huge kitchens in a day. Um, yeah, I mean, we've done a lot of really cool projects, and I, I mean, I owe that man so much because he gave me, like, really good work ethic, and... He like taught me to just always be in competition with yourself. You know, I, I've known him all through high school, and I used to kind of get down on myself just competing with him. You know, because he's he's someone I was working with at the time. We were working for uh, a builder when we first you know started working together, and I used to compete with him. And he taught me the value of you just got to compete with yourself and just yeah. you know if you're if you're doing something and you know you've done it a few times before. Every time you do it, you want to just pick up one more thing to better yourself. That was a constant next, thing for me. The next thing you know is just muscle memory. I mean, you know, like you kind of bro, you have the same type of job. You know, you came to my shows like a lot. You, you've been to a lot of my shows, which mm-hmm. thank you, first of all. But I mean, it's for me the same. Someone's got to be there. <laughs> <laughs> but for me. I think I applied that same thing to being on stage because yeah. I remember the early days when I was playing in Fritz Fries and Keen. It was like acoustic Thursdays every week. And Zach Benton would call me up and go, hey, you know, we've got a spot open, come down, whatever. Dope. Which, Zach, if you ever listen to this show, you are my dear friend and I appreciate you. Um, but he would always call me and I would go down. But every time that he would, I would challenge myself to try something different. Like whether it was my stance, whether it was like a different song to play, even I would write something new for that show specifically. And it was just like, I think that's why I still love playing music today and probably still why you enjoy doing your your carpentry and stuff like that because it's like you perfect yeah. your you perfect your craft and then you get so good at it that you're just like what's next you know yeah i'm sure that you would appreciate yeah. that about jobs and stuff like that because you love your work yeah <clears throat> yeah i love i love my side jobs <laughs> yeah for sure when you make some well, dough, a lot, you know? yeah yeah i mean i i usually schedule like two side jobs a week and that's you know i can make a little more than what I make through Monday through Friday at my normal job. Now, let me ask you this. How do you get side jobs like right away since you already moved down there? Yeah, I, I hit 
the jackpot when we moved down here. So when we first moved down here, we were looking for a couch, and we were just we were looking everywhere, and we just looked on Facebook Marketplace. We didn't think we'd find anything. We found a brand new couch. Um, it's like a five thousand dollar couch, and someone had it for eight months, but they bought it before they moved into the house that they moved into. In um in the Mount Pleasant area, it's kind of like a upscale town. Mm-hmm. They didn't like the way it looked in the room, like the way it fit, and they they ordered it. And so when they you know finally moved down to the house, like all their furniture was already there. They had movers that set up the whole house, whatever. She didn't like the way that it looked in the house. It was just sitting in the garage. They were selling it uh, for like twelve hundred bucks, or I'm sorry, they were selling it for like sixteen. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you gonna would you take twelve hundred for it? And they were like, "Yeah, sure, that's fine." So wow. we drove out, we picked, up, we picked up the couch. We are we're already getting a steal, and it's like we got it for even cheaper. And um, he he asked, he saw I had Massachusetts plates on, and he asked what I did for work. And I told him, you know, I do custom cabinetry, like I do carpentry, you know, whatever you're looking for. Um, and he's like, "Oh, uh, me and my wife were always looking for, you know, someone to do stuff." And uh, do you mind if I get your card? Wow. Like, it was that quick. Yeah. I'm not kidding. The second day we were down here. No way. I, that's why I'm, I just, I hit the jackpot. I did uh, true like wainscoting, like around his foyer, his master bathroom, um, his other bathroom on the first floor and um, somewhere else too in the house. I think like maybe like the area where the basement stairs start. And um, he asked for, he asked if he could give my number out to like his neighbors and stuff. Wow. And I was like, yeah, here's like a handful of business cards. I'm not kidding. That's nuts, dude. At least 20 other people since then have reached out to me. I have, there's four four jobs that like, I literally just sent prices out the past, you know, two days. It just blew up. That's so wild. That's so wild. Yeah, and, and he's like, uh, yeah, I got some family in uh, North Carolina that, you know, if you're willing to travel, like, they would love to use you. So, I don't know. It's, it's just, I walked out. Bro, that's so I, great. I, I mean, especially, especially like, you know, not that you ever would, but like, if, ever, if something ever happened to your job or something like that and you needed something in the, cl- yeah. in the clinch, that's what you could do. Wow, bro. That's so insane. And then at the same time that all that was happening, um, my wife actually found the job that I work for now. And um, I had interviews with them and then two other companies too, like all around the same time. And I was also getting phone calls from people out in like Columbia that I didn't want to be further away from the coast. Mm Mm-hmm. Like he was offering me like a twenty thousand dollar bonus over the next two years. He'd pay for me to relocate because I explained to him like he so just crazy. moved to Charleston. Like I don't want to move two hours again. That's so because moving's expensive. Yeah, and yeah. um, and he's like, yeah, we'll pay, we'll pay for all that. Um, you know, like we we we're looking for people. Everyone is looking for people. Yes. You know? so it's like, yes. If you're up north and you feel like you're kind of like in a dead spot and you know that you have you know, talent that's untapped. I'm telling you, there is so much opportunity down there. Yeah, there's a lot of work out there. I mean, especially like, you know, you got a bigger population than before. And, 
you know, word of mouth probably travels fast, especially with like Southern hospitality and stuff word like of that. Mouth is the best yes. form of marketing that there is. Um, it's completely free and it is, it's, you're going to trust someone that says, Hey, I know yeah. a guy that did a great job over. Oh, I saw, I saw his face on a billboard or I saw an oh, ad right. on TV or I saw this in a newspaper or, you know, the dinner mat when you go to 99 restaurant like oh i saw this little coupon 10 percent off right it's like it's just yeah. I, mean, I mean that old saying of it's not what you know it's who is so true i mean oh, I, yeah. I got so many gigs for that sam I, mean, I remember i mean i remember being like 14 15 16 right around that area and just like i was still on my own because i wasn't in soda yet like i hadn't started soda mm-hmm. but i was getting emails and phone calls every month like hey listen come to templeton hey listen come to pennsylvania come do this yeah. it's just like what the frick is going on here so and then i would go and play those shows and it would be preposterous who would show up and want to hire me after that you know call me for this call mm-hmm. me for that it was so dope it was so dope it's, yeah. a, it's a big big deal um yeah what do you think has That's been a- your uh, most um I don't want to say studious, but like your most profitable project out there since you started. Um, the next one, you know, the next, always <laughs> <laughs> that that the next one. Right. Um, right now I'm like kind of going over with uh, a homeowner. She wants to do like this 20 foot long built in. It's like nine feet tall. Wow. Um, so I'm going to try to blow that out in a weekend. That's so wild. And you're just doing like tr- trim work or are you just trim work? Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm still working on getting my builder's license. I kind of put that in the, the backseat sort of uh, when we moved because I was studying for my Massachusetts uh, commercial license. Right. But right. Ever since we moved, like I, I got to figure out. You know, do I, is it worth going through getting my license up there and then just paying the fee, doing the written test down here and it just transfers and I have it for both states? Or should I just like completely ditch that and like do classes down here and kind of, you know, do it the South Carolina way? That's what I was going to ask um, you if you had to go back to school. I also, I also don't know if I want to stay here. I, I really, I like North Carolina. Me and my wife, we love like Chapel Hill area in North Carolina. Um, we don't have kids and yes, you do. She, she works from home and I can, I can find work anywhere. So it's like, we kind of, we have that freedom. So before there's something to tie us down, you know, I kind of want to take advantage and make sure you find a spot that is perfect spot. What do you um, like? Would you have to go yeah. back to school to get that license, or what would you exactly yeah, have to I'd do? Yeah, I do classes, um, which is fine because the classes that I was doing up north were online classes. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind actually being in class because I, I feel like I I get less distracted. <laughs> yeah, it's quiet. I mean, you're yeah. you're able to do your own thing. But like, how long would you have to study for? Like the what, what, what's the max amount of time to get that done? Three and a half or four month course. Oh, that's not bad at all. That's really not bad. It's no, to get your like, to get your license forever. Yeah, well, you got to do continuous uh, education. It's like every two years, you just it's like a hour video and then they answer a couple 
quiz questions. Yeah. They the they do that at UPS every year for our safety stuff for OSHA and stuff like that. We have to uh, yeah. we, one day out of the year we have to go up in the conference room and watch videos and answer if you could same thing same thing. Yeah, and even if you get it wrong, they still can't fire you. So screw those guys. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's a little different where you uh, get stuff wrong. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. You'll get stuff pulled, but... Do you ever miss doing personal projects like those tables you used to make were gorgeous? Um, I do and I don't because I made so many things that I didn't really know how to sell them because when you make something and then you look for a buyer, it's like that's the hard part when someone comes to you saying this is what i want the hard part's already done you just you just got to make it and it's out the door Mm. um and that's kind of something that was a growing pain because i always like i've always taken scraps from from my you know monday through friday job and like made something with it right i remember you used to do that yeah but um i've learned that's like well you got to store all that stuff and storage units cost money and then it's like once you make something it takes up more room than just flat stock you know sitting in a corner somewhere so then you got to store that and then you got to wait and you got to post and hope that you know someone comes along and then everyone's trying to nickel and dime you and it's just like you know at, at some point it's just it's not worth it do you think they were trying to nickel and dime you because it was like just the thing from up north, or do you think in? Nah, it's just a little suck. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's the it's the yard sale, you know. Honestly, yeah, I better mark lose. mark every, mark everything up like twenty twenty five percent more than yeah. what you actually want. That way, when they they talk you down, everyone wants. I was at uh, I was at Hubbardston Flea Market a couple of years ago. Me and Preston and his dad Shane. And his dad, that's what he does for a living. Like he buys and uh, chainsaws, cleans up old parts, sells the parts. You know, buys any kind of thing and just sells things individually. He eBay, yeah. eBay is his job. He makes great money doing it. Like it's very profitable. He pays for his mortgage or whatever it is. You know. So anyway, he goes to Hubbardston to buy product. So he can rip it apart and sell it. And so he goes, hey, if you want to ever share a table sometime, you got something you want to sell, let me know. So I said, okay. And then I came into a baseball collection from my grandfather. My grandfather had collected these baseball cards for me from the 90s. And, you know, there was nobody good in the 90s. Sorry. You know, (laughs) so it's like nobody wanted to buy certain baseball cards unless they had a chance at getting something good. And really, yeah. right and right now, that stuff is coming back. Like, if you got baseball cards, basketball cards, me too, me too. I have cards from the 70s. Yes, and hold on to them, Sammy. Hold the yeah, flip on to them. I, I have a really hard time. For Okay, me, I could not care less about what happened in the 50s or 60s. So it's hard for me to imagine that <laughs> a generation after me, you know, yeah, so add 20 yeah. years to me. Right. Who's going to care about the Who's going to care about that? Yeah. Oh, I believe it. But anyway. All these people are dead. So to finish up what I was saying, like my grandfather got me, he saved this collection for me because he was like, oh, you know, you never know, which was great. Eternally yeah. grateful. And we're talking the baseball card boxes with the gum still inside, bro. And I still have a big box full that I haven't opened. Oh, that's good. That I'll never yeah. sell. I'll never sell. So... 
Anyway, I go to the, uh, I bring a table to the flea market and I bring this entire collection that I have, like a good chunk of it. And I sold every single box, everything, every single box that I had. And I must have had like 50, 60 boxes of baseball cards, bro. Yes. It was nuts. And so it's like, there's a market out there for certain things that people just dig. You know what I'm saying? It's just like. Dude, I'm shocked by it. You know what I think about? Is uh, remember when we were like, I don't know, 12 years old. Okay. Um, and the PlayStation 3 came out. Oh. And, and I don't know about you, but I went to GameStop with my PS2 and all my games. Yeah. I traded it all in. Yeah. Got, I don't know, 35, 40 nothing. Bucks maybe. Basically nothing. You know? Yeah. And then 10 years later, like I'm buying back all those old video games that Bro, I had. I legit it's so true. It's so true, yeah. dude. The games so like I, I try to think about that that it's like there's some things like when, when me and Emma when we do have kids, it's like certain things of their life, it's like if they wanna sell something, I, I it's like I'm gonna let them sell it to me. I'll give them nothing for it and I'm just gonna hold on to it. <laughs> and then and then when they want it back I'm going to jack the price up. And, and you know, this is what we had to deal with. That's, that's why I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pay my mortgage that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bro, you want to know why? I'm going to, okay. And I usually rant about stuff on this show. Well, that's not all the time, but this is a big thing for me. The games in our era, the story modes and stuff that uh-huh. you like, you know, DLCs, Nothing. You didn't have to buy all that stuff to get a great game. These games came, everything together, full story mode. Dude, we had the best games. Seriously, like Crash Bandicoot. I mean, it's like Ratchet and Clank. What? So there's, uh, I just found it yesterday. There's this antique video game shop right in downtown Somerville. Nice. And um, we're going I to just that. Bought we're going to that when I visit. Star Wars Episode Three for PlayStation. Dude, 2. I still have that game for Xbox. I gotta find my cable Isn't online. Game so good, dude. It and, is um, balling. Right. I got Pro right. Skater Four. Right. All these games were like ten bucks. That's insane. Yes, we're definitely. If you look, if you look on Amazon, you, you can sell them for like forty. That's so wild. It's ridiculous what some people are getting for these games. And that's what we would um, buy them for brand new. I bought Lego Star Wars 2 for 40 bucks for Xbox. And that was like the special edition when it came out. Now it's like yeah, 150 no. bucks per game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nuts. Battlefront 2? Star Wars Battlefront 2? The new one or the yeah, old much, one? No, the old one. The PS2? I still have you know that how one. how much those go for? No. You can probably sell that on Amazon for 80 bucks. Are you serious? I'm not. I'm not kidding. Wow. It's amazing how like all those like classic games they yes. become so valuable. Yes, my um, uncle my uncle bought me Battlefront two brand new when it came out when I graduated. Yeah. Uh, no, when I graduated like middle school or no elementary school because it came out in what oh five. Yeah, oh four oh five. I'm sure. gonna I'm gonna do some research, but I'm pretty. I think it was. Sure. I want to say it was oh three or oh four. We're gonna figure this out right I now, guess. people. But yeah, I mean, I, it's it's preposterous what these games cost right now. You know, I mean, and not even for the full freaking game. You know, it's yeah. like you have to pay for DLCs, 
and all this other extra like skins and stuff like that you know how many conversations i have with mason about like what skins he's buying for what new ever new game it's ridiculous i'm like why why are you doing this you know everyone's got their thing so 2005 2005 it came out but i'm just like you know, in our day, we had cheat codes to unlock everything. You could get the yeah. entire new outfits and stuff like like you don't, like people would you don't have that anymore. dude. People would write down cheat codes for you in class. Yeah, and hand it, like, yep. I remember those days. Yeah. Up, 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 down, down, left, right, up, square. You know, it's just <laughs> it's so dope, dude. I no, love today. I'm I'm not even kidding. I threw in Pro Skater Four. Yeah, and I was like, I have not played this game. Probably since I was 12 years old. Such a good game, bro. And I still remember the code for um, the whole entire game. Like to... What does that mean? That like to jailbreak it? Everything. No, right. like, the, yeah, the, the cheat to unlock everything. Are you serious? It's, it's watch, it's watch underscore me underscore X and then plode. And I, the bro. I remember that is because the um, the intro video, you know, when you first start the game. Yeah, yeah. Is, uh, is TNT. So it's like that's how I remembered. Like that's that's the cheat. That's you know, so wild. Explode in the course. That is so and, wild, um, bro. And it's just funny. It's like how did I remember that? Same thing too. Uh, Spider-Man, the first movie game. Yes. Yeah, we played uh, that together. The cheat, code, the cheat code for that whole game is Arachnid. Like I just like remembered. Like I remember it was like fourth grade, maybe or third grade. I remember this kid. His name was Danny, and he like wrote down passwords or cheat codes for me yes yes and it's like, no it's it's funny like how times have changed so much dude those games were the best honestly i mean like it's just there's so much more forget like the quality of the video or the graphics or whatever oh it's funny when you look back and how bad it is and it's like wow i don't remember that like i felt like they were amazing back then back then yeah for sure oh these graphics are so good and then you look like oh they're terrible and 2000 it makes you wonder about right now are they bad or like what? are they good they just think that they're good they're the the games like, that we played like in 10 years and we look back at now yeah seriously i mean like you got virtual reality now you know you got a bunch of things that are just like way I mean, ridiculous yes i like you don't know if that's real or if that's you know not at all video game like it looks so real spider-man playstation 2 came out in 2002 yeah. So before well, Battlefront, two thousand one. He came out in two thousand one. Well, that was the first real superhero movie for us. I mean, what came out before that? Yeah. Nothing Fire came Lord out in Lord. the nineties. That really bad Superman. Really bad Superman. Oh, you mean Batman yeah. versus Superman? Yeah, that was a terrible movie. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, we're talking two thousand <laughs> or like ninety nine. No, there's like a really bad Superman came out. That was like terrible. I don't know. The only Superman I remember as a kid was Superman Returns with Brandon, um, something. But yeah, that, that was, but that, that came was, that came out after Spider Man. That came out in two thousand six. That movie. Yeah. And then like the Hulk came out. Two thousand three. Yeah, that came out after yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, those were the days. There's talk about Edward Norton reprising his role as Hulk in like a series. Yeah. Yeah, you know the 2008 Hulk that came out, the really BA one with uh, Undertaker yeah. or Under... What the heck is that guy's name? Captain Underpants. Captain Underpants. <laughs> Did you read those books as a kid? 
Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I had every single one of them. What, <laughs> what five-year-old doesn't read that book? Come on, dog. It's a great yeah. book. Like, at least one of them, you know? Shout out to Dave Pilkey, the author, who uh, came up with the idea. And now he has epilepsy. Now he has what? Epilepsy. Epilepsy? Oh. Mm-hmm. You, so? What's wrong with that? My mother has epilepsy. She's functioning. Don't be a pea cake. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at any flashlights. <laughs> I, uh, I, I still can't believe, speaking of, like, passing out from diseases, I still can't believe that that kid, what was his name, uh, Harris, Harris, Hel- uh, the guy on the bills, the 24-year-old that just had this. Oh, yeah. Damien. Yeah, uh, cardiac arrest. Dude, 24 years old. Oh, scary. You imagine that? Like, I was watching that game live. What is the kid, I want to get the kid's name right, but, I mean, I was watching it live and I was dude, like I can't believe about uh, Ken Block oh I know Ken what Block. a shame Ken dude 55 yeah and like it's just crazy when you have a career of always putting your life on the line I know and then I know just a recreational joyride on a snowmobile is what takes you out it's like Paul Walker is the, yeah yeah 2013 know, it was nuts the, the least you know, like the guys who the you don't think are going to go. The least is going to kill you, gets you. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy. Damar Hamlin is his name, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I think so. you hit the mute button, bud. What? I don't think so, pal. Whoop. Darn it. Sorry, people. Can you hear me? Damar Hamlin is the uh, name of the guy, by the way. Um, okay. He's, I guess from what I understand, he, uh... Post he, recently, he just posted a photo from his hospital bed, and he's tweeting about Buffalo Bills. So I guess he is back up to regular status, other than like moving around and stuff like that. He's conscious because I know they sedated him into uh, a coma, like a self-induced coma, because they had wanted him to recover or something like that. Because he was in critical c- condition for a while. I know that. Yeah. So that's crazy. But yeah, I mean, Ken Block was a legend, bro. I mean, his driving was just. We like just released uh, Giancana too with uh, Travis Pastrana. You're kidding me, dude. Oh. Yeah, uh, a couple weeks ago. That's so sad. That is so sad. Yeah, he was a talented guy. I remember first watching his videos, and I was like, "Who else is driving like this these days?" Like, it's actually nuts what he can do, especially yeah. with those drift cars. You know, because you would just yeah. see him doing a random track, and it wasn't like a circle. Like people, you gotta understand, Ken Block, he would do tracks that were not just like NASCAR, a circle. He would go all over the fucking place, yeah, and be drifting. It's crazy to see when he does like the moving donuts. Yes, like how close he gets to whatever he's drifting around to, and he's staying within you know an inch. It's just like that's so impressive to it is. have it that is much weird. wheel spin. You're still moving at least 15, 20 miles an hour completely sideways. Yeah. You have that much control and accuracy. I mean, you can't even like parallel park. No. And try to get that close to the person in front of you. And he's moving, and it's a moving target that he's just staying consistent with. So impressive. Dude, it's such a shame. I, I had a friend who I grew up with from sixth grade on. Uh, he was a tremendous athlete, dude. He would do freestanding backflips, Sammy. Like, just 
no Damn. out of nothing like olympic level skier i snowboarded and skied with this kid or whatever i feel like most tiktokers nowadays though they can what they can do a standing backflip <laughs> yeah <laughs> great we didn't have tiktok back then <laughs> so we had vine vine, vine was around yeah that's what tiktok is right now it's fine all right i'm sorry no it's what okay i'm used to you interrupting me it's fine <laughs> so anyway he when I, when I get bored i interrupt one day he is on a trampoline which by the way trampolines are actually very flipping dangerous <laughs> no pun intended he broke his neck on a trampoline and is now a quadriplegic Oh, you know what? Yeah, you were telling me about it. I was telling. Yes, he's a DoorDasher now. Yeah. I see him driving around, and he's got all these pulleys and stuff like that for to turn the wheel, I guess, because he can't physically turn the wheel. He's got to hold on to these handle things, and his feet yeah. don't work, and he's driving around doing DoorDash with his mom, and it breaks my heart. I feel like that's, such yeah, that's a rough life. I feel like such a loser, And but he sent me a message on Facebook the other day. He was like, dude, it's so good to see you out there. You inspire me every time I see you door dashing and you put a smile on my face. And I was like, I imagine I'm like not worthy. I am not worthy of being alive. And this kid sends me a message. You're the best. You're the I'm like, dude, oh my God. <laughs> this kid's gotta be in such a dark place to look at you and be like, Wow, look at look at what you're doing with your life. Yeah, like most people with hair that look at you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta keep it short, you know. <laughs> Otherwise, I get made fun of. So, no, I but still get made fun of. But isn't that crazy uh, though? Isn't that insane? No, it's crazy. There was there's a kid, um, Marcus. Let me know, a kid I went to high school with. His younger brother, who I also knew, we skateboard sometimes. Yeah, together. He, um, I guess he like jumped into a pool or whatever and, and snapped his neck and he's paralyzed. Uh, and it's just so weird because it's like. It's such a freak accident. How does that just happen? It's nuts. It's nuts. It's such a shame. You know, we were we were talking about uh, my friend Justin Salt, who I grew up with on this podcast. You know, same thing. Just great athlete. Played football growing up. Uh, snowboarded. Just a friendly guy. Was really was a sweetheart. Like was really into music. Really into. Um, <laughs> like skateboarding and stuff like that you would you would you would have loved this kid um sammy i think you guys would have gotten along and then one day he's 20 years old he's walking on you know he's walking down a uh a bridge path and he's you know hammered with his friends he jumps up on the bridge and slips and falls 15 feet down and that was it it was a wrap oh it's crazy and it was like it was so shocking at the time for me because I had never really had anyone in my life pass away that tragically that young. Yeah. And I remember the funeral and, you know, I, I actually talk about this in another podcast that's going to come out after this one. But me and my friend Jake Luigi, who also was good friends with Justin... I'm going to cry. <laughs> Um, we were in line at that service for like three, two hours. It's like two hours. And, uh, 
you know, it just sucks. It's like, it sucks when that happens because life is just so fragile. It's so fragile, yeah. dude. And, uh, I mean, think about how many times you and I have taken a drunk walk. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's crazy. Just like one <laughs> moment can just alter your Yeah. Not just your no, life, but I know. around you. I know. It was it's um, really scary how fragile I do and it's it's like and in and of itself you know it wasn't he didn't do anything wrong like that's that's what's crazy is like he just yeah it's He's having a good it's one it's one small mistake but you really never know how it could change your life just like you said you never know yeah. how it could change your life but yeah um and then it affects everyone else too around you oh facts bro for sure sorry oh my god Jeez, uh, I'm sorry. I, whew, I did not mean to get emotional. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, dude. So, I mean, like for people who don't really know, Ken Block was really like one of the founding fathers of this drift stuff. I mean, he was like, yeah. cutting I, I'm edge. What's gonna happen with DC? Yeah, me too. Me too, actually, because um, he was a big part I of it. I wonder if Rod Deerdeck is going to buy the rest out, or if the Block family is going to hold on to it. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. I mean, I, that's kind of shallow of me to say, like, this poor guy just died. I'm like, oh, I wonder what his business is going to do. Yeah, but yeah. Well, what about he that? Is, what about What about that guy on... Um, for football that was saying that stuff on Twitter about DeMar Hamlin, like right away. Like, are they going to read, yeah. are they going to redo the game? Are they going to do this or that? And everyone like just atta- yeah. attacked him on Twitter. They're like, screw you, buddy. Right? <laughs> it's like, it's like, I mean, it's a valid question, you know, <laughs> but they just went after him like right away. It was crazy. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but so, I mean, you probably would know this, but did Rob, when did Rob Deerdeck buy DC? Like, or did he invent it? It was like early two thousands, right? Ken, I, this is what I am pretty sure. Thank you. This is what I'm pretty sure of. Um, is I'm pretty sure Ken Block started DC. He did. He, and then oh, okay. Rob Deerdeck once he um, was sponsored by DC for skateboarding. And he kind of started the show Rob and Big. I'm pretty sure that's when he was able to buy like 40%. Really? Of of DC. I was always curious Uh, because I know that he was heavily involved in it, but I didn't know that Ken Block started it. I'm pretty sure. That's pretty crazy. That's that's how Ken Block got his money. Wow. Because it's not, it's not, he didn't start drifting until he was in his 40s. He right. was like 41, 42. And, that, and, that's, and that's when I discovered him, was when he was doing that yeah. stuff with the car. Um, crazy stuff. I'm sorry, I'm going I'm to eat. I know that's bad radio, but... Time flies, bro. I mean, I'm really just thinking... I really miss, like, Fantasy Factory. Dude, Fantasy... Dude, Robin Big was a great show. Robin Big was so good. Co-founder and ambassador Ken Block is linking back up with DC to help relaunch the Versatile. So I guess this must be pretty old. One of DC's most technical 
Styles from the 2000 can design three custom versatile colorways based on the favorite auto uh, livery. What was it again? Huh. I don't know. Yeah, library. Pretty cool. Pretty insane. Yeah. You imagine coming up with a brand and it like actually taking off? I think about it every day. <laughs> what What would you brand? You, your dog chew toys? Can't tell me. Oh, I need you to sign a uh, DBA. It's top secret. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, dude, I uh I got to come out there and visit you. It was nice seeing you uh when you when you popped in to Yeah, uh, thanks. To thanks for driving an hour and a half to hang out with me for 40 minutes. It was a good time, bro. We had a good time. It was good seeing you. Dude, I'm so mad that our place was closed. I I, we should have known. It broke, I it broke my heart, dude. I, well, I should have called, too. I should have called, too. You know, I live here now. But, um, yeah. I mean, like, for people you who... There. Well, for people who don't know, you and I were going... You were going to that calzone place long before me. Like, when did you discover that place? Like, how did you discover it? Mm. We're talking about... Um, uh, God, I'm blanking on the name. Auburn Town Pizza. Auburn Town Pizza, right. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. So, I was on my way to my sister's house. Um, I think I was hanging out with my brother-in-law. Yeah. And I was really hungry, and I just stopped in there. And it wasn't even on the menu. And I just asked for it, and they made it. <laughs> you would? And it, was so, <laughs> and it was so and it was so good. Yeah. It was yeah. perfect. They literally said, we don't make that. And I said, all right, well, can I get a chicken like a grilled chicken calzone it just put like mozzarella sauce you know in it right. <laughs> and they were like right. okay fine <laughs> and yeah then from that point on i was known as the um yeah the calzone no did calzone. they did they ever put it every on their time I called, they knew who they I knew was. No, every, time, every time i ordered it they knew that it was me ordering it did they ever put it and on their I, menu or yeah, I, got know the, I got to know the family really well like oh yeah um, there's yep. two brothers and a sister and like the mom and dad like they knew me as that guy who called in for the calzone did they ever put it on their menu or was that not or is that just a thing that you call up and they just did it well, they, just, they just did it nice dude that's so cool for me i had like a chicken, uh, farm, chicken farm calzone i want it when i was working at beaver street <laughs> All those years ago, I invented a sandwich that I asked for when I was going in there before I started working there. Mm-hmm. And because I was like, I was when I started working there, I was like, I wonder how I can help the store. You know, you're young, you want to help the the little family store out and have ideas yeah. and this and that. And you know, that's why my band played there and did like beer tastings and stuff like that. So that was cool. But one time, I was like. I want to see if I can make that sandwich I used to get a special. Because they would do specials every day. Sandwich specials, soup specials, you know. Um, And so I was like, I want to make this thing a sandwich special. And I told Lisa about it. And I told her the name of it. And she's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's try it out. Let me tell you something. The Clappinator sandwich, that's what I called it sold out every week every week it was a roast beef sandwich with bacon green peppers 
provolone uh, and ranch. Sold out. Sold out every week. Phenomenal, bro. It was absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> it's like, and then, like once that happened, I became the guru of the sandwich special board. And they're like, all right, whatever, yeah. whatever choice you want to yeah. make, just put it on the board. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I wish I could take credit for inventing the chicken parm calzone, but I actually, uh, Sean um, told me to get it at this restaurant that we were at in Walpole. Um, Walpole, New Hampshire? Uh, Walpole, uh, Massachusetts. There's a Walpole, Massachusetts? Where's that at? Mm-hmm. It's like over by Natick. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. It's like along. It's like close. It's in between the 495 and 95. Oh, okay. Was. I've never heard of Walpole until now. Interesting. Yeah, it's like uh, like if you're near, you know where TJX is, like the headquarters? Yep. Or yep. Like, yeah, so it's like right around there. It's like maybe like 10 minutes away from there. No kidding. It must be a small town. Well, it's a fairly small town, but pretty wealthy town. Gotcha. Um, anyway, sorry. Yeah, so we're just at this pizza shop in Walpole, and he's like, their chicken parm calzone is really good. Yeah. I was like, never had a chicken parm calzone, but it's like, all right, I'll try it. I was like, wow, this is good. And I was like craving it for, you know, the next few weeks. So that's why when I went to Auburn Town, just a regular pizza shop, I was like, why not? Why not? Why not? That's so I mean, dope. Simple. All it is, it's a calzone with, you know, crispy chicken, some, yeah. You know, Brother, mozzarella and marinara sauce, and that's it. And it is so good. Brother, listen. Good thing you did, cause that chicken parm calzone from that yeah. from Auburn Town and was dope. Every, every single time, time it, so it was good. Still good, but the next time was even better, and the next time was even better than that. Just like you look forward to it. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. just like this is the best part of my week right here. <laughs> I gotta go to this map. I mean, you and me, like, every time I would visit, like, every time I would come to see you in your apartment, that's what we would get. That's yeah. what we would get. Good, okay. good times, brother. Good, good days. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I remember just, like, not having a clue how much of uh, a good time that we were going to have when we were younger, like just in our, like your single days and stuff like that. It was just so much fun, like going for walks and like you showing me different spots out there in mass. I was just like, you know, because I know that you didn't really think we were going to get along when we first met, but I never thought in a million uh, years. I, I hated you. Yeah. Well, you're, who, you're not alone. <laughs> I still do. I just come on, push now. it down, <laughs> push it down like a turd. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. <laughs> oh jeez. No, but I was just like I, I keep thinking about all the places we went. It was so dope. Yeah. Andy Bernard says it best in the office when he says, you know, I wish there was a way to know you're in the good times before you leave them. That's a fact, brother. That's a fact. Is there I know that you had a lot of places that you went to to like go think and and stuff like that whenever you would go for walks and so was there like a was there a favorite yeah. place that you went? When you were, you know, it's funny. There. It's funny that you asked that because um, I was just thinking about that the other day. Yeah, that I was like, there was a lot of places that I used to just empty my mind out at, and yeah. it's weird. Like ever since I, I moved on with my life, and uh, you know, fed Mary, like 
everything is just I couldn't imagine it to be any better like there's just no way it, it could and it's funny when I go to those places you know before we moved like I, I went to each and every place I used to go to that feeling isn't there anymore really and there was like a part of it that felt like empty to me like this used to mean a lot to me yeah this area because of this situation and like you know when i like felt like i needed clarity it's like this place gave me peace but it's like it didn't give me that anymore and now it's like i feel peace you know at home i feel peace like in my family life i feel peace like you know like i feel whole right. and that's something that none of these other places ever gave me and it's just, it's just like a weird concept that i don't know it's very strange um like before we moved especially that um my wife's giving me another crab rangoon do you think it's just because do, do, you, do you think it's because like you not maybe have grown out of those places but do you think it's because you've opened a new chapter in your life of like you know i'm ready to move on type thing yeah i think um I think you and I we get along so well because we're both fairly emotional guys. We're we're in touch with our emotions, um, and I, I, that's just the reality of it. Untrue. Um, and uh, I feel like there's a certain point in my life where a switch went off, where I can just doesn't do anything to me. Um, I can just let it go. Right. And it's funny. It's like as soon as that switch went off, everything got better. Yeah. And um, yeah. I'm not trying to say like, oh, I have a perfect life. But like, I have a perfect life. You know, like I, I honestly, I, there's not an area of my life that I can be like, you know, I wish that went a little bit better. Or, and like, I wish this was a little bit different. And I don't know why it worked out. It did, and I'm thankful. And 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 I'm not only that, but like you're not saying that you're better than those places that you would go to. Like you you, I'm sure that when you and I went there and we would take those much needed yeah. walks and like conversations that you and I needed to have, it was just like those were big stepping stones in your life, and you wouldn't trade it for yeah. anything. But I think well, let me ask you this: Do you okay, need if you don't have a headache. No. Suppose you don't. Oh, so what good is it? Whenever, when everything's going smooth, and you can let go of everything that sucks, and just focus on all the good things that are happening, it's funny how all those bad things just they wash away. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You don't need you don't need like an outside presence. You don't need something to influence you to make you feel better than you really are because everything is already whole. Right, and and that's something that you almost need like a leap of faith, I guess. To, yeah, no, you do the field that it's like, hey, you know what? I don't need a crutch. Everything is good. I think and it's funny with that mentality how everything just switched. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I think that when you and I were going out there, like when you and I were going out to those places and having those long conversations and like. You know, maybe not even having conversations, but maybe just appreciating where we were. We got really in touch with, like, 
I think appreciating what you have is the biggest lesson that I learned with you. Yeah. Because you really did. Like, you were so content. You have that quality, which I've always admired. You and Russ have always had that quality of, like, this is what I have to use for tools. This is how I'm going to accomplish what I need to do. And appreciating, like, you know, the the good, the apartment days, you know, something like that where maybe you've struggled and used, used, used it to where... You look back now and you go, I needed that to push me to bigger things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I appreciate those days at Hamshaw's when I was getting killed and I threw my back out and, like, all this other stuff because it's like, I appreciate what I have now more than anything. That job, I never would have gone to UPS if I left, if I didn't leave Hamshaw's. Like, it never would have happened. I I wouldn't have four weeks paid vacation coming up and benefits and health and stuff like that. It's just like... You know, I'm sure. I just, every bad thing that happens, it's going to be followed up by something good. Yes. And you got to be willing to wait it out because if you try to grab something good before it's your turn to get something good, you're going to end up with a shorthand. So it's like you know, if you're going through a rough patch, just wait out the storm because something good is coming right around the corner. Right. And if you just wait it out, that good thing you're going to appreciate ten times more than tiring yourself out looking for something that's a little bit better when something great is right around the corner. Right. You just got to be patient. And I think that's the hardest thing for people is just being patient. Yeah. And it's like everyone goes through bad times. It's crazy. It doesn't, it doesn't mean everything's against you. It's just up peaks and valleys. That's what life's all about. So, and you know, when you're going through your your valleys, it's like you gotta you gotta think about everything you do have, not focus on everything that's going wrong. Focus on what is going right, right. and then when everything is going right, it's like ah, there's really nothing going wrong, you know. And it's like I feel blessed to be able to say that I'm at a, I'm at the highest peak of my life. Yeah, you know? and and I really think it's just being patient and being just waiting and, and letting it happen instead of forcing it to happen. Right. Because every time I tried to force something good in my life to happen, it never worked. Blew up right in my just face. never worked. Yeah, I remember. And, yep. it, and it ended up being worse than just chilling out. You know, to stay cool, calm, and collected. I think one one of my favorite uh, memories, like you know, you and I have walked and traveled different places that you have shown me. And my favorite place was uh, in Connecticut. And you, yeah. you know exactly where I'm talking about. We've gone out there yep. multiple times. And I remember you and I were sitting out there one day. And you know how people basically have some of the same thoughts that you do sometimes. There was a guy that came out there when we were sitting out there that was yeah. just like. I remember that guy. You remember? And he was just like so lost in his life. Like did not. Hey, he really, was. You know what? And that helped me because it's like, all right, this dude's like 40 Dude. and doesn't have his crap together. I'm doing fine compared to him. Yeah. Like, it really put everything in perspective that day because it was like so. You know, you saw this guy who had basically lost everything and was just in the same spot where we were. And he's 20, 25 years older than we are and yeah. still doesn't have things figured out. No. Yeah. So. 
I mean, it put everything in perspective that day. It was just like, and I'll never forget it because you and I looked at him like we don't want to end up like this. So that's probably a good reason why you put that place behind you. <laughs> I just, you know, and it's funny too because um, that that specific place, yeah, it meant so much to me for you know nine month period of my time. Sure, and uh, and that even after that like nine month stretch was over. There was this thing that it didn't give me the feeling it used to. Yeah. Because I was in a better place in life. But I always, like, there was a part of me that was, like, almost like, well, I miss the misery that that place used to give me. It's like that feeling. But it's like, that is, that's so toxic. It is. To, to want to be in a worse spot because you miss the old feeling that something used to give you. Yeah. And you know you're in a better place now. Right. But right. it's that change that you're scared of. Yes. Make so it's it like you just got to roll with the punches, you know, and it's like just take every day, one day at a time, one step at a time. And then next thing you know, it's like, I don't know. It's like I look back at that and I have such a hard time, like, even fathoming those feelings. You, know? you think it's because of who you were at the time or just because of what you wanted to achieve? I think I'm so stuck thinking it's the past and it's like the past is over you got to think yeah. about what you want in the future yeah you gotta, you gotta figure it out because if you don't know where you're going you're gonna hit a brick wall you know it's like driving looking at a rearview mirror it's, it's not gonna do good for a long time no no that's you such... might for a little bit but at the end of the day you're gonna crash that's such a good way of putting it of looking in a rearview mirror which is like you can't dwell on the things that you missed out on but I think for us, looking back on those times and going to those places, I'm sure it helped us and shaped us to who we are in 2023. Honestly, it really did. Yeah. It's like a, there's things like I regret, you know. But it's like it's the past. You gotta you gotta move on. Yeah. You know, learn from it and move on. It'll plague you. You know, it's like if you keep dwelling yeah. on that stuff, you, you'll never be able to forgive yourself. You know, there's things that I've done in my life that I could sit here and literally cry about for, you know, whatever amount of time. Like, I was not the same person 10 years ago yeah. than I am now. Hollowness. But if I, keep, yeah. if I keep looking at that guy, I'm never going to be able to achieve... Something, no, something better no not at all and i think that you know you moving on me moving on even in our late 20s it's like that's what you have to do you don't have a choice we're still puppies you know we're still young well one of us is it's me <laughs> a couple months <laughs> So what do you think about, uh, like, how crazy is it? Like, three years of the podcast. I mean, I'm... Congratulations. I'm very I'm very happy. You know, I have to say, it's... Wow, congratulations. I'm happy for you. It really is a privilege, dude. A privilege to sit here and talk to, you know, people who are so much more talented than me as far as, like, you know... The comedians I've had on, the beer companies who I've had on, you know, the mus uh, the musicians, you know, you being a fantastic contractor and uh, talented. I'm sorry, I'm listening. 
Huh? <laughs> I'm listening. My wife is distracting me. Oh, shocking. <laughs> she does that. Tell your wife. <laughs> tell her to stop being so distracting. I can't. Can we do this later? Okay. She said okay, but she's still doing it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We gotta wrap it up anyway. How AI sees you? Okay. What? <laughs> she's just—I don't know. She's on like an Instagram filter or something. Oh gosh. She's bored. She's bored. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we're gonna wrap. We're gonna wrap she's, it up anyway. You picked me up some sushi, so I gotta give her some attention. All right. Well, I'm glad somebody needs attention. <laughs> we all need attention. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for coming on for the anniversary well, podcast you're the like best like i said i don't know why you want me but brother i'm here i told you at the beginning you're the reason that i needed the you're the kick in the pants i needed to continue this thing for the last three years you know wow. you jay yeah. you it's, james the old timers one day after another yeah man i mean we're uh, we're looking forward to more episodes and more content uh go check out my youtube channel the clappinator go check out um the podcast and my music and stuff like that but also go check out if you're in sammy's area where, where can they get a hold of you for side jobs probably not huh probably not probably not get a hold of you are you dying anytime soon yeah i have a pacer in the chest right now <laughs> well anyway good to see you. good to see you brother see you now you're the best um uh, happy anniversary, everybody. Thank you guys for tuning yeah. in, as always. Sammy, you want to say anything to these people, or what? Uh, you made it this far. I hope that you find something to keep you busy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This has been a Why You Laughing podcast. We are clear.